Okay, I know what you're thinking. Is this the right show? But yes, you are in the right place. You are listening to the Forever Fangirls podcast. And we have a slightly different show for you today because we are doing what you may call a blast from the past. Yeah, we were talking about it and we realized, you know, we just covered Juliet Lando's movie, A Place Among the Dead. Mm-hmm. And we were at Comic-Con and they were promoting uh, Audible's uh, Slayers, mm-hmm. a Buffyverse story. Correct. So Buffy plus Buffy equals... Buffy? See, and this is why we get along so well. Oh, no. Anyway, we figured, you know what, let's pull back into our catalog. And we found our most popular episode, or one of our most popular episodes, is actually Buffy and the shot felt round the world. Yes, And just to put it into context, this was our third ever episode, so we were still getting our feet wet, and COVID-19 was still raging, and I didn't have as much of equipment as I do now. Yeah, so it sounds maybe a little different. Yeah, we we would love to tell, you know, to know, get your feedback, what you think. Yeah. Um, Also, as a quinky dink, this is three episodes to our 100th episode, and this happened to be Buffy was our third episode. Wow, look at that parallel. Right? That's weird. Yes. But cool in the same breath. Yeah, very cool. So we hope that you enjoy our Buffy discussion from 2020. And so here you go. And welcome, everybody, to episode number three of the Forever Fangirls podcast. Oh my god, it's episode three already? Episode three? Wow. Well, this is a safe space where we can discuss anything that we fangirl about, from tennis to scuba diving. Oh, wait, that was, that's that's my fangirling stuff. Um, books, I like some of that stuff. TV, film. Well, yeah, you did play tennis with me, didn't you? I am your doubles partner. Yes, you did. Yes, you were. I was. I still technically am. <laughs> we don't play tennis anymore. We don't anymore. play a lot anymore. Uh, but we do a lot to travel. Well, before COVID-19, we were traveling a lot. Well, we were legally allowed to travel before <laughs> COVID-19. <laughs> so anyway, uh, just so you know whose voice is whom, my, I am Sheila Amato, and I am on the Forever Fan Pod on Twitter. I don't have a personal account. And I am Kimberly Amato, her loving spouse, and I am at Kimberly Amato on Twitter. Yes, she is my better half. So, we are your I don't like that you say better half. You don't? Because it implies that you're not a good half. So I'm not better than you. I think it's just your other half because... You know, I've always said my better half. Yeah, and I was thinking about it recently that I really, you know, after, you figure I should have known this so much sooner, but after like 19 years, <laughs> you know, I really, it, it hit me the other day that I really don't like it that you call me the better half because okay. I, and I do the same thing to you. I call you my, my better half or my other half and I prefer my other half okay. because you're my my partner. You are equal in every way. There's, we're not better than one another regardless of like what your job is and the fact that you bring, you know, you're the breadwinner. Um. Yeah, okay. so my little tangential moment for the, the podcast there. All right. Well, okay. So where were we? Oh, before we get to the heart of today's episode. You can you can give the answer. You really enjoy doing that. You did read the question last time. Well, I, I want to make sure that people remember what the trivia question was. So to recap, 
The trivia question from last episode was, what oddball genre movie, also with a female lead, became a cult classic TV series on the WB? And for those of you who don't know, my wife is a very big fan of the show. I have to admit, I never watched it, so I don't get it. And I own it on Vudu, the entire series, including the series that they did uh, after for the comics. Um, they have like live action comic type thing. I own that too. Oh, well, okay. And I do want the audience to know I own this all and she still hasn't seen an episode. Oh my goodness. Work got in the way. Can Work I say that again? always gets in the way. Can I say that again? No, you can't. Eventually oh. that excuse is just not going to fly. Yes, but that's what that's if what... you can make time to watch the U.S. Open once a year, you can make time. You make time to watch Winona Earp with me. You make time to watch Killing Eve with me. Well, you make time to watch Forensic Files with me. Look, Killing Eve was awesome. Anyway, um, we're going off on a tangent again. So but... if you didn't know the answer, the answer is... Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And cute little trivia tidbit on that... Well, I shouldn't say trivia tidbit. Let me ask you a question. Do you know the two leads from the film? The two leads from the film? Mm -hmm. The two leads, the female and male. No. Come did, on. Did I tell you? Did, did you not? She doesn't listen to me. I do listen to you, but I, I think... I just told everybody that I do not watch the series. And she's asking me, who are the leads? Would you know who the leads are yes, if you don't you watch it? Yes, you should know who the leads are because you were a huge fan <sighs> of his and got extremely upset when he passed away. What? What are you talking about? Yeah, you were upset when he passed away. And he was on Riverdale and I know two one oh. Luke Perry? Uh-huh. No. Uh-huh. On the movie? Well, uh -huh. I Again, I did not see the movie. Well, I don't I don't I don't own the movie. I'm not going to lie. I think Pee Wee Herman was in there too, actually. But it was uh, Christy Swanson. Yeah, Paul Rubens and Luke Perry. I remember Luke Perry. There's one scene in the movie that I absolutely remember that I, that I, I, um, I've never been able to forget because my side of the bed is right by the window. And every time I pass the window, I remember the scene where there was a character outside the window and he's like, Pike, Pike, open the window. And Luke Perry played the character Pike and he looks out the window and he's like, dude, you're floating or something like that because he's not on the first floor. And it's just the weirdest. Okay, you're looking. At, she's giving me this weird look like because what? I have no idea what you're referencing. So I'm like. Uh-huh. Okay, there's that's, there's my wife. Just, that's just also when talking. Paul Rubens gets staked just, because just he's a vampire talking. and he, he goes just talking. Whenever I fake like you've hurt me, I go That's from that. I actually saw that in the theaters. Anyway, so this episode <laughs> is is actually going to be um, a kind of sad one, actually, because, you know, you can tell by the title of it, it was the shot felt around the world. Um, yes. And and I, I, I didn't actually understand what this was all about until, um, when was it? It was, was it last year that we it was went last to? year? Yeah. Yes. So we went to Klexicon for the, th it was the third year of Klexicon, right? I think so, yeah. Yes, it was the third year. And the actress who played Tara 
Tara McClay, Amber Benson. Amber Benson. Who is an amazing writer, producer, jack of all trades, really. Yeah. So she was actually a uh, a guest yes. at the convention. And, uh, and special this, this shout was, out, real quick, massive shout out to uh, our friend Davina Penaloza, because we hadn't budgeted for a photo. And I really, really wanted to meet her and have a photo with her. And uh, next thing I know, I get like a little email, we're sitting at the table and it says, you know, here's your, your QR code for your photo or whatever. For and the autograph, yeah. No, it was for the photo. Oh, the was the it autograph, photo? we decided we have to get the photo signed after you take it. So we were like, all right, I guess we're blowing our budget. Um, but we, we hadn't prepared for it. And, and Davina gave us the photo and I was so like, oh my God. And she's like, yes. just pay it forward. That was really sweet. And then very thankful for that. when Amber saw our photo, I'm the tallest, she's the middle, you're the shortest, and we all had the same hair color. And she was just laughing about it. She's like, we all just blend. Yeah, it was great. But um, the reason why I mentioned that is because during the panel, which my wife adamantly said we could not miss, so we made sure, well, I made sure that I did not miss it and that we were there to watch it. Um, they actually aired the scene of... Um, the musical know, episode. The musical episode where they basically got it on. And Amber actually sang. We had a huge sing-along. Yes. And I was, I, I was the only one, I think, in that whole auditorium who did not know what the song was about. Yeah, but you know what? the, the, the um, It was doing like the karaoke with the bouncing ball. I understand that. But even if you have the words, even in karaoke, if you oh, don't I, know the I song... I understand. I'm just... I just thought it was funny that they actually had the words up there when I'm sure, with the exception of you, 90% of that audience knew every single word anyway, and the rest of them, you know, were just trying to figure it out, and then like 0.001% you were like really lost as to what it was. Well, let's be honest. That's the truth. That's not me being mean or anything. That is the truth. No, that is the truth, because that is exactly what happened. I was just like, what? Where? Who? Okay. So... Buffy, went, it went from two different stations. It started on, I think it was the WB at the time, or PIX11. Again, this this stupid station keeps... Or CW something, I don't know. No, it didn't turn to the CW until well after. It was the WB first. All right. Um, but it, it's been in so many iterations and titles, it's just ridiculous. But neither here nor there. I remember the show, and it was campy and funny, and um, Willow was always a great character. But you, you had Buffy, who's this very, very strong female character, who's very flawed, who basically is thrust into this power, into this job that she doesn't really want. As it was a her birthright, right? Yeah, it's her birthright, but she doesn't really want it. Because let's be honest, what teenager wants to realize, oh, crap, I've got to go deal with the occult and take care of vampires and demons and blah, 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 while everybody else is just becoming a cheerleader and going to prom. It's kind of like Winona Earp, kind of. Yeah. It, it pretty much, I mean, same you premise. Know, premise. Okay. Um, but, you know, Buffy was awesome. Buffy was powerful. And then when Faith came in, which is Eliza Dushku, which you have oh. seen, exactly. When she came in, the dichotomy of the bad girl, good girl, the subtext and the fan fiction and the ship name, I don't remember what it was for Buffy and Faith, but... There's a lot of really steamy fan fiction out there about Buffy okay, and Faith. Okay, how do you know this? Because I've read it. Really? Yes. Really? I Dang. I enjoy I, reading some fan fiction because it's actually 
in some cases, I have felt the rewrites of certain things are more, they're more entertaining. They're like, there are some episodes of Buffy that are like, Ugh. but people have rewritten those episodes or like based them or that episode doesn't exist and they've continued. Um, like there's fan fiction for Willow and Tara, but the shot felt around the world didn't happen mm. or it did. And, and what the aftermath was and how they, I'm just going to say this right here and give you like three seconds. If you don't know what the shot felt round the world references, we should say that at every episode though. Spoiler yeah, alert. Spoilers. Just stop listening. We will be here when you get back. We appreciate that you are listening, but if you don't know what this means, I don't want to spoil it for you because um, the character is, the story and it it's it was just so god it was so painful to this day it's still it's still really painful like i at the last episode we were discussing how i teared up in the bittersweet and how remember nothing um means so much to me but you know i remember sitting i was going to john jay college of criminal justice at night to get my master's degree in forensic psychology and i remember sitting we, i was living with you in new york mm -hmm. city I remember this. And I was in one of, you were subletting. So I was in the other room and you were sleeping because you always woke up very, very early to play tennis and then go to work. Yes. She played tennis every morning and I then I did went not to play work. tennis every morning. It felt like it. Anyway, I remember watching it while doing, I was working on a paper and I can't remember. It was like aggressive adolescence. It was like a nonsense paper, truthfully, because I had no idea what I was writing about. And I remember that I was trying to figure it all out. And I remember watching this episode and it was the, the, the breakup episode and it just, I cried and you were like, why are you crying? I'm like, because I didn't understand it. And, and, they're not, and, and I was like, no, get over it. I mean, they were the first couple on TV that I was exposed to. And again, I'm in my 20s at this point. This is not me as a child. And this is really the first relationship. Take Queer as Folk. I don't remember when that show was on. But all of that to me, they were older. They didn't relate. Um, and it wasn't on network. It was cable television. Cable television was always more advanced. The Queer as Folk came after this. I don't, I don't remember. I'm not going to, you know, I can't lie here and, and say it did or didn't. Um, but... I remember like a couple episodes later when they reunite and I remember that Willow is lying on the bed and then Tara walks in and she goes, it falls apart. It falls apart so hard, but sometimes, you know, you just got to trust has to be built again. It's, I can't remember line for line, but you know, trust has to be built again. You have to believe in each other again. And can't we just skip it? Can't you just be kissing me now? And then the music is such and they kiss and you're like, oh my God, it is, it was an honest portrayal of getting back together. And then the next episode, they ripped my heart out. They stepped on it. They burned it. They buried it 10 feet under and they just said, bye-bye. You lose her. Good day, sir. You drank fizzy lifting drinks. It just stunk. I can't curse. It was bad. It was really, really bad. And you're just looking at me. Because at the time, I, I honestly, and again, let me just let me just reiterate, I did not watch this show. So I had no, I had, 
I had no vested interest in any of the characters. So it just, it didn't matter to me. Do you remember when I was sitting in the other room watching it? And again, spoilers, when the gentleman goes into Buffy's backyard and just starts randomly shooting a gun and it hit Buffy and Buffy went down. And I went, Oh my God, they're, they're going to kill Buffy for real. Like it kind of, you know, the Buffy had died before, but it wasn't like this. And then I remember Willow or Tara, one of them going, wow, look clothes and Tara's by the window and they just joke. And all of a sudden Willow is covered in blood and to this day, I'll never forget the line that, that Tara said. It was just, your shirt. Because it was such a confusing moment for the character because all of a sudden they're joking. They had just made love, which was actually, you know, they didn't show them actually making love, but you, they were naked in bed the next morning. It was clear as day that they were together. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden at the end of the episode... Tara's standing there in a white shirt, I believe, and Willow is in white. And then it's just an explosion of blood hits Tara's face and her, uh, Willow's face and her shirt. And Tara's only response is like, your shirt, like all confused about why is it covered in blood? And then she just collapses. And that is, it was done to make Willow the big bad because that's Willow's final descent into dark magic. And I understood it because the yes, one thing that was the pivotal point for her changing, but, and it, it made sense from a story. And I remember we talked to Amber about this. Well, the whole auditorium was talking to Amber about this. No, but when we went up for our autograph for her to sign the photo, besides the fact that she was joking about how we all look pretty much identical. Um, we, we discussed in, in the, like she gave us a hug because I said, you know, I was getting my master's when your character died and I woke my wife up from a sound sleep because I screamed at the television. Yeah. My wife is very emotional. Well, because it, it was like you get all this gorgeous, amazing stuff and it was like they gave you everything and then they said, I love you 3,000, bye. But as you said right? You understood why they said, why they did it that way. And sometimes life isn't fair. Sometimes that does happen. It does. I mean, and obviously it's a drama and we're dealing with, you know, a genre show where, Mm -hmm. um, you know, things like this happen, but then you turn around and you're like, that to me was the first instance that I was exposed to the quote, bury your gaze trope. Yes. I'm not sure before then, um, you know, everything I had been exposed to at that point, every female couple that I had ever seen on television um, had to hide it. Like there was, we we had the contraband movies, you Mm, know, the the DVDs or the VHS that, you know, were really bad copies upon copies upon copies. Um, But it was the first time that we lost a character just for story. And it was just after they had given you everything you had wanted. So here you are getting the relationship you want. You're getting the connection you want. You're getting that validity you wanted in seeing yourself on screen. 
And then all of a sudden it was, we need to hit ratings or it's the end of the season or it sweeps or whatever. So we're going to kill the character off because... And it had to be the the LGBTQ character. Yeah, it, that's what it feels like. Um, and we've we've seen this in other things, uh, most notoriously with Lexa from the 100, where it, it feels like lazy writing. And I mean, again, I'm going to take a step back because I was the viewer, not the writer. So I, I can't definitively say, and like Amber had said, when we asked her, she to this day still isn't sure or, or think that Josh really meant it because he, you know, and I, I don't think he, he knew the effect it was going to have. Well, that that's actually the thing that, <clears throat> excuse me, that I remember Amber saying is that Josh didn't really, Josh Wheaton, right? He did not realize what he was doing. He was really focused on the story, the storyline of Willow. And it was still social media. I think at that point was still in its infancy. I think if anything, we maybe had MySpace yeah. or something. It wasn't. Yeah. So, the backlash that he got, I mean, it's it's still around to this day. I don't think it's something that's going to stop. No, well, because it happened and it affected so many people. Not me, but... But it's still, it's still affecting people because people are... are it is a cult show. We, we discussed this with Xena where, you know, like Xena is still getting cult following people because yes. they're, they're just now discovering it and it's still in its campiness holds up. Buffy is the same. Um, it touched on a lot of topics that still are relevant today. In some cases, they are sadly still relevant today. Yeah. Well, that's the only way that you can really explore those types of topics is in a genre setting. Yeah. Um, I, I completely agree with that. I think genre has more of a leeway yeah, to... Because you're dealing with supernatural and it's not, it's not quote, real life. Yeah, end I... Quote. There's a reason my so-called life only lasted one season. Oh, but that was such a good show. It was a very good show, but it was too real for, in my humble opinion, for the producers. Actually, no, not the producers, for the, the studio heads to handle. And like anything else, same with Freaks and Geeks, they just didn't have the ratings because sometimes people want to turn into genre because, yes, you're getting that... Um, that, that moral, idealistic the idea well you're getting the moral story mm-hmm. and you're you're getting that heavy theme but it's being done behind a vampire so you don't vampires and werewolves oh my and demons and clem whatever clem was does anybody know what clem was in buffy i just remember his skin <gasps> falling all over himself no i don't you t- really ah <laughs> <sighs> Anyway, I think people are, are now still coming across Buffy and still finding it. And I don't, I don't think the shock or the pain of that loss is any less powerful now than it was then. I think maybe they might turn around and be like, oh, another one? Because they are, they've been exposed to more. Mm-hmm. So maybe in that regard, the shock is a little bit less. But overall, I really, I, I don't, I don't think it would be any less. I would love to ask Amber, you know, what, what she thinks if, because like I said, people are still finding this, what she thinks new people are going to think of it. Yeah. 
Well, I will let you know what I think of it once I see it. Oh, my God. We're going to have to come back to this and do like an update. Sheila watched Buffy. Yeah. But there are there are a bunch of episodes in there that are, are really heartbreaking. But to me, the the worst for me was the loss of Tara. And then it felt like the season, the, the following season, they gave Willow a new girlfriend. But they had spent years building this character of Tara up. They had developed her. They had uh, given her screen time, which again was abnormal. They, they, I think they were the first uh, network televised kiss. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if daytime television had done that first. I'm just, if I remember correctly, but you had a kiss on TV. You had, it was clear they were living together. Even if you didn't assume they were sleeping together, they were living well, together. They were, they were in college, right? They were in, they were in college when they met, but in later seasons, they moved in together. Okay. And the episode you saw, they were at that point living together. And like you said, they quote unquote, got it on. Right. Um, so the, it, it was just such a really rich developed relationship that take out even, you know, the silliness of the genre and the, the depth of it. It felt real. Mm-hmm. It felt powerful. And then it felt like it wasn't, it wasn't treated with respect at the end. And, and it really, I still feel bad. I woke you up. Well, I'm actually the, the way you're describing that scene is the only way I can relate to that is if, you know, something ever happened to you and I lost you like really suddenly, I would probably feel that way because I can't, I can't ever imagine the world without you. So, Aww. Having the rug pull out from under me like that? Well, probably not. Well, I know that happens, which is why you still kind of take a step back and go, I kind of get why they did what they did. Again, with the, you know, Willow's demise or, or descent into darkness. I mean, there's a great scene where she puts her hands into the black magic books and you just see the the words scrolling up her uh, her arms and then it covers her neck or chest and goes to her face and then her eyes turn black and then her hair turns black because she's completely engulfed in it. Yeah, she's she's gone well beyond it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an addiction for her. Magic is an addiction. And that's what they were covering. So it's like I get it. My my rational brain says I absolutely get it my heart says it was lazy. It was harmful. It didn't need to happen that way. Mm. And it's hard to balance those two sides. Well, that's why there's going to be ongoing discussions about it. And there's going to be references about it. I know movies literally reference the exact scene in some cases, almost verbatim. Mm. Um, you know, can't we just skip it? Yeah. That whole section, you know, people have referenced it verbatim, which I have an issue with, but that's neither here nor there. You know, don't use somebody else's writing, but it still is very powerful. If people bring it up today in movies now. 
See, that would go right over my head, again, because I haven't seen it. How many times can I say that in this episode? But I will, I promise, I will, I, I promised you, I will see it. So if I just give you access to my Voodoo account, which she already technically does have access because Hello Married, you can watch it on your own whenever you're free. When we actually can leave the house when you're on the train, <laughs> you can watch it um, on your phone on the way into the city with your Bluetooth headset. I can, you can download it to your iPad I so to you say, can I would watch it. Kill my battery. Well, you can watch it on your iPad on the way to work, and you have battery chargers for your cell phone at work. This is true. It's no excuse. Anyway. Anyway. So that's like our ridiculously one-sided, drawn-out Buffy discussion. It's not one-sided. It was completely one-sided, and I apologize. I am very emphatic about things I believe in. There's nothing wrong with that. And I really, I do wish you had seen it because I think you would have, I don't know if you would have been bothered by it or what. I don't know. I, I can't sit there and say how you'd respond, but I think you, I think you're going to like this series. Well, then again, you know, I cry at every single freaking Disney movie. So once I get, you know, invested into a character, then maybe I will have the same reaction. You cry at commercials right. too. Really? Did you go there? I did go there. Why did you go there? Because it's true. Anytime the doggy commercial comes on, you know what? Like that's so wrong. Well, don't don't true. bring up don't bring up the doggy commercial and the pony. No, little man. No, that's so wrong. You love that doggy commercial. You giggle and then you cry. Uh, oh, and you remember the Budweiser commercial? Anyway, with the let it go with the little is, the little doggy. This is doggy? not the Budweiser episode. No, but that commercial makes you cry too. Hi. <sighs> anyway, so that is our Buffy discussion episode. She's cutting me off. I am. So what, what did you think of Buffy and the shot felt around the world? Reach out however you feel comfortable. Twitter, email, just no hate mail. Well, if there's hate mail, just send it to at Kimberly Amato. Really? <laughs> wow, she went there. She really went there. Basically, we, we just want to know what you think. Was it the beginning of the barrier gaze? Was it the middle of the barrier gaze? Was it not considered barrier gaze? You know, what, what do you think? How do you feel with everything? And how do you feel about other shows and other movies still referencing Buffy to this day? I'd be really interested to know what you think about that. In the meantime, we do have another trivia question. Yee, the fun part. So I am going to give them the trivia question this okay, time. Okay, you can give them the trivia question this time. Are you sure you're not going to pout? I'm not pouting. She's pouting. She's literally curling her lip up. I am not pouting. No. she's She's got what we call the green ducky face, which is basically her lip trembles a little bit, her bottom lip. And then she kind of does like a popping sound, like dropping the lip down. It's really I am cute. Not, I am not even doing that. Yes, you are. Don't lie. So anyway, trivia question for next episode. Fan conventions are a way to meet the stars of shows and other fans. But what decade did cosplay start? Bonus points if you know when the first recorded cosplay was, who they were, and what they cosplayed as. I don't know what we're going to do with those bonus points, but, you know, if you know it, that'd be kind of awesome. Is that like three bonus points because you're asking for three bonus questions? Well, I don't really think the points matter because I don't really know what the heck the points are going to be used for. It's just... Well, you know what? It could be like freaking flyer miles or something. 
Are you going to are you going to keep mm, tabs of that? I don't know. That that's an idea percolating in my brain. You would need an Excel spreadsheet for an Excel spreadsheet for a spreadsheet to figure that one out. You know what? And then, I mean, do they expire then if somebody gets them right? I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. Oh, my God. She's really thinking about this, and it's going to throw me off. So I'm going to end this as quickly as possible. I do want you guys to tune in so that we can tell you all about our next episode, discussing it and delving into where we actually met and what convention that was and how we felt and how conventions helped us. So we're going to go into all of that. That should be a very, very fun story. It'll be, no, I, I'm going to dread that. I uh, like that story. I hate that story. I love that story. I love that we met. I hate the story behind how we met because you tease me about it. But it's so cute. Oh, God. Anyway, thank you very much for joining us as we reminisced about our cute little WB show that ended on the UPN 9 and our lovely same-sex couple of Tara and Willow. So if you enjoyed that, please remember to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. Please subscribe. Yes, subscribe. Um, so until next time, stay safe. And remember, age is just a number in life and in family. I'll be safe.